Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, welcome back to Games of Bill, your almost daily micro-podcast about the video game industry. Each episode I pick one topic from the video game industry and talk about it for hopefully less than 10 minutes. And today I want to talk about E3. It's not dead. It's coming back. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. First, I want to talk about, boy oh boy, E3 has had a rough rough couple of years. Uh, We had the pandemic and because of that, they did the, the the ESA, the Electronics Software so- or Entertainment Software Association. They did the right thing. They said we're canceling E3, and then the next year they canceled it again, and the next year they canceled it again. So we haven't had a real E3 since 2019. They had a digital event, which they I, I just called it not E3, uh, but that didn't it, it wasn't the same. Um, but E3 has not like actually happened since 2019. And I have said on this show multiple times and on other shows that I don't know how necessary E3 is at this point. That doesn't mean that I'm hoping for it to fail because hoping for failure is a, a horrible way to live. And, and that's just a, you know, I don't want to be that guy. But I don't know how necessary it is. That doesn't mean that I don't look forward to it. Because when the the you know the video game industry assembles and they put on a show and we get to watch it from afar, it's always really cool. Like there's always all these fantastic announcements that probably would have been made, but not all in quick su- succession. And it's just exciting. It's exciting to watch all of the announcements that happen at E3, and I for one hope. The E3 succeeds. I hope that it does really, really well when it comes back this year, June 13th through the 16th. Now, why am I hoping that it's going to be different? It's not that I don't like what we've seen in the past, but I have seen the ESA kind of struggle with what E3 is supposed to be recently. Like there was, I don't remember which year it was, but there was that one year where they said it's closed to the public and it was just... Uh, hotel rooms where people would come and, you know, you would go to the hotel room that, you know, publisher A had had rented out and they would have like a game set up in there. And then the, the uh, you know, the the video game reviewers or something, like they would look at their game and they'd be, oh, okay, that, that's cool. But there was no spectacle to it. And that, that kind of felt not great. And of course they abandoned that that method of doing it fairly quickly. Uh, and then the next year they brought it back to, to being an event where they like had like a big spectacle kind of thing. And that big spectacle kind of thing is fun. And I think that is the reason that people look at E3 is because of the spectacle. 
I mean, it started out as a way for publishers to get their their games in front of game reviewers and stuff like that, so that they would take it back to their 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 magazines and be like, "Hey, let's push, let's let's post a an issue." <laughs> Boy, I'm really showing my age here. Let's post an issue about this game that I saw at E3. But it's not that anymore. What it is these days is a chance for all of the publishers to kind of push all of the eyeballs and point them in the same direction at the same time. Because, I mean, sure, they could they could do it on their own, but it might not work. Let me talk about my YouTube channel for a second. All right, I've got a YouTube channel. Sometimes I post a video, it might get over 100,000 views. Sometimes I post a video, and it gets 400 views. And because of that, like that's the thing that these publishers have to think about. Like maybe nobody's going to notice when we post something because the internet is a fickle thing, you know. So they're like, they're like maybe not enough people are going to notice. But if all of the publishers are posting a bunch of stuff all at the same time, then they can direct all those eyeballs to the same place. And then they have a much more likely shot of their whatever it is that they want to show off taking off or going viral or something like that. And so I totally get why they do it. But I also understand why a lot of them might not want to do it, especially the in-person E3, uh, because it's really expensive. You know, you got to get hotel prices and, you know, from the June 13th to the 16th, those hotel prices are going to be insane because it's now been announced. Um, They have to fly people there. They have to fly equipment there. They have to get a booth and they have to get it all set up and, and hire people to work out that booth. That is a huge, huge expense. And then we're that's not even considering like the big guns, you know, like Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. And I know Nintendo just does a Nintendo Direct, but they also do a Nintendo Treehouse, like the in-person thing. Uh, and I know that Microsoft uh, or uh, Sony has basically said, well, we're going to do our own thing. And Microsoft doesn't like rent show floor space, but they have their own presentation. They're still spending money. They're still spending money at E3, even if they're not doing it the same way that they used to. It is very expensive for these companies to go to E3. And they wouldn't keep doing it if it wasn't worth it. Like getting all of the eyeballs of the video game industry pointing in the same direction is a... It is a feat. And for for E3 to be able to, to do that, it must be really important. Now, what's going to be different this year than past years? Well, it looks like the ESA has partnered with ReadPop. And if you've never heard of ReadPop, they do a bunch of conventions. Apparently, they are the ones who do PAX, EGX, New York Comic Con, Star Wars Celebration. Like, they're a company whose whole existence is around making big spectacle in-person shows with thousands of people. And with them in charge of how E3 is going to go this year, I'm actually excited. I, of course, won't get to go. I'm a, I'm a high school teacher, and my students are getting ready for their big end-of-the-year uh, exams in June. So I will never get to go to E3, uh, not until I retire anyway. But I think it's very, very cool that they're bringing it back. And I hope, 
I hope that it's awesome. I really do. Uh, it's been a long time since we've had E3, and we did. We have summer summer game fest. We have uh, the game awards at the end of the year, and those have been like I always call the game awards like winter's E3 or you know E3 Christmas time, like that or E3 Part Two, you know. But I've always been very excited about E3, and listen, when it happens, I, I'm I'm going to do the same thing that I always did in the past. I'm going to live stream when I can if I can, and talk about all that stuff, and we'll have a bunch of content coming out about E3. Uh, but they're also doing one thing very different this year, Read Pop is. All right, here's how they're going to do it, because they're splitting it into business days and gamer days. This is according to Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Uh, they're um, they're splitting, it, splitting it into two sections. They're called business days and gamer days, starting on June 13th to get the show going, the business days run until the 15th. These are intended for people who work in the game industry to connect, network, and meet up. It gives the media a chance to take a look at the latest and potentially greatest new games in development, too. That's awesome because that means that they're going to be able to get their content made out and, and, and pushed out. And then the public will come in afterwards and they'll get to try all of the things that they just saw. I think this is a really good idea. Gamer Days are on June 15th and 16th, a separate haul from the business side of things. There will be lots of games to check out and the opportunity to meet devs along with streamers, YouTubers, and other personalities. Ticket holders can pop into a dedicated theater of content showing off upcoming games. If you can't make it, you'll still be able to take part from afar. As the ESA and ReadPop also say that EC, EC, E3 will support the Uplift Uplift Partner Digital Events beginning June 11th and running through the length of the show. Uh, I hope that they have co-streaming. I've always been a fan of uh, you know co-streaming big events and talking about them uh, uh, on my channel because I always have fun watching this stuff with you guys and having conversations about it. It's super fun. Anyway, that's it for today's episode. If you want to get these episodes free, head on over to uh, patreon.com slash nerdnest. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash nerdnest, just hit 27,000.2 subscribers uh, yesterday, or maybe, yeah, I think it was yesterday. And uh, finally, if you have to, if you want to check out all of my other podcasts, you can find them, you can find them all on wherever podcasts are found, be it 143 pixels on deck or whatever else. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one from the nerd nest. I'm bill. Stay rad, everybody. Everybody.